I think he may lose in the United States Court of Appeals for the D.C. Circuit, but I think he will probably win in the United States Supreme Court if they grant review, and they should grant review. When you have the president of the United States and his people going after his opponent in a political election, it has to be beyond reproach. It has to be without any problem. It has to be the strongest case in history. This doesn't meet that standard. And there you have it. Jonathan Turley weighing in. Sounds like common sense to me, does it not? Welcome to Wednesday. It is the Chris Plant Show. Michael Pelka in for my friend Chris Plant here on the second day of August. I'm sure you were paying attention yesterday. And I'm sure you're paying attention today. So we will address whatever we can as regards the third indictment of Donald John Trump the 45th president of the United States and current leading candidate for the GOP nomination for the 2024 election. The man who is under attack by the current president in a way we've only seen in third world dictatorships in Soviet-style governments, it, it truly is amazing to me. I, I'm sure you probably feel the same. If you don't, maybe your name is Mike the Lib. We'll find out today. Uh, there, there was just a, an amazing, an amazing avalanche of news last night. It was about 20 minutes before five when Mr. Trump appeared on Truth Social and posted a truth, as they call it, that he was going to be indicted at 5 p.m. And uh, about 20 minutes after 5 p.m., the indictment dropped, as the kids like to say. They no longer say it was released. They say it dropped. Yeah, so they uh, dropped the indictment. And Jack Smith put out the 45-page document, now the third indictment of Donald John Trump. A lot of us were expecting this indictment because it was uh, tied to January 6th and the riots in the Capitol to include in Donald Trump being charged with inciting that riot, because that's what we were told by all of the all of the House managers of the show trial that happened, saying that January 6th was was Donald Trump inciting an insurrection. Well, that didn't happen. That didn't show up. Instead, this seems to be more of a free speech case. It, it really does. It appears to be a, a free speech case. And, and I'm, hoping, I'm hoping that you will see some reasonable, reasonable rulings when it comes to tossing this case before it gets into uh, an actual jury trial. But now we, we have to line up all of the, uh, all of the pieces here because you have indictment number one out of New York. You have indictment number two out of Miami, the Mar-a-Lago, the documents case. You have indictment number three out of D.C. We anticipate indictment number four out of Atlanta because Donald Trump's the leading candidate. Kind of amazing, isn't it? It, it really does seem like a coordinated attack. And as a free speech absolutist, uh, I'm a big fan of protecting that First Amendment. If we lose the First Amendment, we lose the country. And it does feel like Donald Trump is being uh, brought to the uh, courts because of his opinions. Now, were some of them inartfully expressed? Yeah. 
Would I have said some things differently? Of course. But, you know, we all have the right to that opinion. We all have the right to uh, speak our minds. I, I, I think it's kind of interesting. I went back and dug up an old piece from uh, Chris Rock. Chris Rock, the comedian, not exactly someone you would turn to for political advice, but Chris Rock was at the Kennedy Center where he received the Mark Twain Prize. Uh, this was a, a kind of a raw clip taken from the audience before Chris Rock started. And uh, I, think, I think he brings to focus what many of us are feeling about the, the latest indictment of Donald John Trump. You got to pay attention. This is, like I said, it's taken from somebody recording in the audience. Uh, well, I start uh, talk about Adam to CNN. People, are you guys really going to arrest Trump? <laughs> Do you know this is only going to make him more popular? It's like arresting Tupac. He's just going to sell more records. <laughs> Yeah, Chris Rock said, you, you guys really going to arrest Donald Trump? It's only going to make him more popular. It's like arresting Tupac, and he'll just sell more records. And we've seen that with every passing indictment of Mr. Trump, his popularity, the solid base he has developed only gets stronger, more fortified. So you have to wonder. You have to wonder what they're thinking. Is it just to tie him up? with uh, legal proceedings to prevent him from campaigning? It could be. Uh, I looked at some of the statements last night, uh, some of the reactions. Cash Patel, former U.S. attorney, former uh, Donald Trump, well, currently a Donald Trump advisor. I believe they're still close friends. Cash Patel was saying that this case will not come to uh, actually be in a courtroom for at least a year. At least a year. Now, think about that. It's going to take at least a year. We do have Mr. Trump appearing in Washington, D.C. tomorrow at 430 for uh, arraignment on this indictment. He'll have to show up. And you wonder if then he'll have to, if he's indicted, which we anticipate he will be indicted in Atlanta. Will will he then have to show up in Atlanta? Uh, The Fulton County Courthouse has already had uh, fortifications put up. They're making this so very dramatic taking a page of Nancy Pelosi's book when she created Fort Pelosi in Washington, D.C. with all the fencing around the Capitol that stayed up for God knows how many months and cost us how many millions. But it's all about the theater for these people. It's all about creating an image. And meanwhile, the the charges, which seem to focus on Donald Trump denying the results of the 2020 election, Basically saying that Donald Trump was uh, putting out disinformation that was causing people not to believe, that was, was fostering bad feelings among, among the American citizens. I wonder if they feel the same about the comments made about Hillary Clinton after she lost to Donald Trump. Was there never consideration for an indictment of Hillary Clinton, perhaps there should have been. You can run the best campaign. You can even become the nominee. And you can have the election stolen from you. Finally, we will see how illegitimate his victory actually was. There were a bunch of different reasons why the election turned out the way it did. He knows he's an illegitimate president. He knows. He knows. He knows. 
I, I can't hear her voice without seeing some sort of witch image. Now, this morning it got up very early and uh, scanned all the reactions to last night and the indictment that came out just after 5 p.m. and noticed the, the dance that was happening over at MSNBC. Mika and Joe showed up. They had not been in their studio all week. They hadn't been working all week. I think they were laying in wait. They were probably told, probably tipped off by uh, Jack Smith that the indictment was happening Wednesday. So they took a couple of days and they came in today, but they called in every single commentator. This morning, they had everybody. If you weren't called in to be on Morning Joke this morning, you probably should question whether or not you have a future viability on that network because everybody was there. Even Al Sharpton. You bring in Sharpton, the guy has no credibility in politics, even though he hosts a show called Politics Nation that was once a five-day-a-week, now relegated to a weekend position because it's a payoff to Sharpton in order to keep him from not bad-mouthing MSNBC. Yeah, that's how that works. It's, he's, he's torn pages out of the Jesse Jackson playbook. He learned very well from Jesse Jackson how you keep the money train rolling. You threaten to speak out against them unless they give you a, a job, maybe a position on a board or something. But, yeah, everybody was in at, at uh, MSNBC doing the schadenfreude dance today. And you have to wonder if this is successful against Donald Trump, because the, the goal is to keep Donald Trump from running again. That is the goal. That is the target. If you get Trump to pull out, do you then go for Ron DeSantis? Is that the next target? Is that really what, what's supposed to happen next? I wonder. I wonder. And, and then I, I bounced over to CNN, and, and you've got the similar schadenfreude party happening over at CNN. And uh, Van Jones, the communist Van Jones, the guy who about 10 years ago announced to his followers, and he was a, a street organizer out in California. He was a huge, a huge organizer for the left. Obviously, Soros-supported entities all across the country. Uh, he announced that he was going to drop the radical pose to achieve the radical ends. That's what he said said it's necessary to drop the radical pose, meaning he was going to take off the street uniform. He's going to stop dressing like Fidel Castro and start dressing like a banker. He was going to drop the radical pose to achieve the radical ends, and CNN opened up its arms and embraced Van Jones and made him one of their go-to attack dogs. Listen to Van Jones talking about Ron DeSantis. And DeSantis currently in the second position behind Donald Trump. If something happens to Trump, DeSantis will be targeted by everybody on the left because they can't have a legitimate competitor for Joe Biden. They can't. They're even worried about Robert Kennedy Jr. We'll get into that later as well. But Van Jones is using this Florida education statement about 
slavery and they're twisting it in the history teachings in, in Florida. And they're even using the vice president. We talked about that yesterday. But he's using it to go after Ron DeSantis. They're already targeting the second place guy. It's, it's deeply offensive uh, what DeSantis is saying. Uh, take, I don't know, a child sexual uh, predation and trafficking, which is something that the right wing is concerned about. What if I got here and said, well, you know, maybe your, your, your piano teacher, teacher molested you, but you learned how to play the piano. Uh, maybe your, your football coach molested you, but you learned how to throw a football. Would that be acceptable? I think people would be shocked mm -hmm. to hear somebody say something that stupid and tone deaf and horrible. But that's what DeSantis is doing. And I think it should be disqualifying. The party of Lincoln, the party of Lincoln should not have somebody apologizing for slavery anywhere near them. Hmm. So he's already trying to disqualify Ron DeSantis. Hmm. Who's next after that? Pay attention. There, there are all kinds of indications out there what's going on. Uh, we will get to this today. We'll try and get to this. There are also some other topics we need to cover. And you're welcome to join us here on the Chris Plant Show. Uh, 888-631. I think it's 631. Correct me if I'm wrong, Jeff. Oh, 888-631-630-9625. My brain is all fried up this morning. I feel like Joe Biden without his Prevagen and Red Bull. 888-630-9625. You guys know the number. Help me out. We'll get to uh, one of the early callers from the Show Me State. Hang on, Mark. We'll get you right around the corner. It's Mike Opelka in for Chris Plant on the Chris Plant Show. You're listening to The Chris Plant Show. Hey, Chris here with some exciting news. Now you can listen to me live on the WMAL app. Doesn't matter if you're in your car, in the office, on the go. The WMAL app delivers crystal clear around-the-clock news coverage anywhere with cell service or Wi-Fi. So don't miss a second of your favorite shows. Download the WMAL app today on the Apple App Store or at Google Play Store. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Back to the Chris Plant Show. Mike Opelka, my name, sitting in for my friend Chris Plant this week and thanking you for being here. Wow. What a load of stuff to cover today. And by stuff, I mean some of it's actually important and some of it is a distraction. And we have to look at as much of it as we can because while, while we are being uh, force-fed a lot of discussion over the third indictment of Donald Trump and the pending fourth indictment, there's a lot of stuff going on in the world. And I feel like some of this, 
some of this is not as important as uh, some of the things happening, I don't know, halfway around the world in Eastern Europe where Ukraine and Russia are seemingly getting into a more heated conflict. Uh, China is ramping up its efforts to take more control over that region. We still have the ongoing situation in Pakistan where more than 50 people were killed, hundreds injured in a political bombing that happened earlier in the week. And the coup in Niger, where nations are pulling their people out. And just here in this hemisphere, um, <coughs> we, have, we have the State Department telling Americans, don't go to Haiti and get out of Haiti because they're kidnapping people like the nurse and her daughter, American nurse. So there's a lot going on. And I, I think uh, Mark in Independence, Missouri, who's the uh, first caller of the day at 888 can verify that. Welcome, Mark. What's on your mind? Yes, it's a mad world, uh, largely thanks to uh, the Democrats in this country. But anyway, you mentioned that President Trump was under attack from the Democrats. Well, I think our country is under attack from the Democrat Party. They're trying to destroy the next election process and even the Constitution. You know, you, you talked about President Trump's free speech rights are being trampled. Well, he lied about nothing, but the Constitution, the First Amendment, even protects lying and disinformation. So they have no case there. It's, it's just the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. And it was rushed out yesterday, of course, the day after Joe Biden was again exposed as a congenital liar. And, and uh, Rudy Giuliani said it's just poorly written, a lot of errors in the thing. And so it's so obvious what's going on here. They, they can't defeat President Trump at the polls, so they're doing everything they can just to stop him any way they can. I mean, he has every right to even call secretaries of state to, to question the election in there. We have a right to question the election, but they're trying to scare us away from that. And it's the judge that they're going to face in Washington has kept a lot of these people who even walked into the Capitol in jail. So it's it's just all against President Trump, and but they're going against our country as well. Yeah, well, ultimately, the statement Mr. Trump made, the former President Trump made several times in uh, – in the run-up to the last election was that they're not coming after me. They're coming after you. I'm just standing in the way uh, has, has never been more true and more accurate. So uh, I, I'm with you on that. I really feel like this is the Democrats wanting to totally change the fundamental transformation of our country. As Barack Obama told us years ago, we are five days away from the fundamental transformation of the United States of America. This is what they want. And uh, to call it fascism would be accurate because no other opinion is allowed. If you dare to say something different than what the Democrats are saying, you are shouted down or, in this case, indicted and threatened with imprisonment for the rest of your life. MSNBC was gushing, gushing this morning about the possibility that if Donald Trump is convicted on one of these counts, he could die and would likely die in prison. They're ghouls, they're fiends, they're fascists. And we got to stand up to it. It's Michael Pelka in for Chris Plant on the Chris Plant Show. This is the Chris Plant Show. It is 
is the Chris Plant Show on uh, Wednesday, Hump Day. And no, I don't think we're going to be reading the emails today. I, I didn't put that out there. I know Chris does that on Wednesdays. Uh, I'll let him retain that special segment. But a lot of you are already reaching out via social media. I tend to check during the breaks. And uh, some of you reaching out on Twitter. My Twitter handle is uh, Stunt Brain, like Stunt Man, but just put a brain after Stunt. It's an old production company that has a good Twitter following. So we don't change the name. We're not like Elon Musk changing the name. But I just checked. And uh, Stephen, um, who who goes by the Twitter handle M-A-V-A Steve, I'm not going to try and interpret it, writes, when does Kamala get prosecuted for this false tweet? The officer is still in hiding. Kamala tweeted back in 2019, before the pandemic ruined the country, the Chinese pandemic, uh, Michael Brown's murder forever changed Ferguson and America. His tragic death sparked a desperately needed conversation and a nationwide movement. We must fight for stronger accountability and racial equity in our justice system. Kamala Harris has been inciting violence and violent behavior, in my opinion, uh, with some of her comments for quite some time. She's trying to divide us. She is trying to just take an axe to America and separate us. And I think most of us realize that's not going to work. Most of us realize that, that we are actually, actually, able to have a conversation with one another, to be, to be able to disagree without being disagreeable, unless you're a Democrat on MSNBC or CNN, then everything has to be, you're wrong, and unless you agree with me, I'm never going to talk to you again. That's not how this country was founded, and that's not what that First Amendment is about. And there's more in that First Amendment as it regards uh, free speech, freedom of religion, freedom to worship, freedom to assemble, freedom to address your, your government with your complaints. And it feels like this is an attack on the First Amendment. It feels like that to me. It should feel like that to you, I believe. So uh, with that said, we will uh, proceed apace. Uh, in case you missed it, Jack Smith... Oh, I, I just I have other names for him that I can't say on the radio. Jack Smith appeared yesterday after the 45 page indictment was unsealed. And what's with all this? Can't you just put out the indictment? Do we have to put it out and sealed and then we have to unseal it? Just post the damn thing. Yesterday he came out and uh, made a speech. But the, the strange part of this is. It sure felt like he wasn't as convinced of what he was saying. Uh, Listen to the nervousness in Jack Smith's voice. Listen how dry that throat sounds. Today, an indictment was unsealed, charging Donald J. Trump with conspiring to defraud the United States, conspiring to disenfranchise voters, and conspiring and attempting to obstruct an official proceeding. Wait a minute. I thought this whole thing was going to be about uh, uh, causing a riot. Because that's what we were told by Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger 
and their Democrat friends that this was all about Donald Trump causing a riot, an insurrection at the Capitol, a violent riot. No, you're talking about something else that has a different meaning, really. Okay, continue. The indictment was issued by a grand jury of citizens here in the District of Columbia, and it sets forth the crimes charged in detail. I encourage everyone to read it in full. The attack on our nation's capital on January 6, 2021, was an unprecedented assault on the seat of American democracy. As described in the indictment, it was fueled by lies. Lies by the defendant targeted at obstructing a bedrock function of the U.S. government, the nation's process of collecting, counting, and certifying the results of the presidential election. Hmm. Again, we bring up the question, if this really is about denying the election of 2020, where were the similar charges against the mountain of Democrats who denied the 2016 election, who called that election illegitimate, that president illegitimate? Uh, There are myriad montages, one of them 24 minutes long. There is a 24-minute montage currently available on the Internet that you can watch that I could just start and go away and come back after a, a healthy break. I could take a power nap and you could hear 24 minutes of uninterrupted, not repeated clips of Democrats denying the election of Donald Trump. And yet there was no indictment. There was no gathering up of all of these people and saying, "Okay, um, you're going to have to go to prison. You're going to have to absolutely get locked up for this. And a lot of us remember Trump's inauguration. I do. I was there. I attended Donald Trump's inauguration. And I remember some of the uh, violent reaction from the left. Uh, at that day, uh, so does Mike in Washington, D.C., who called us. Mike, welcome to the Chris Plant Show. You you recall Donald Trump's inauguration. I was there on January 16th, and the DNC and members of Congress actually organized those protests. And you can find them on radio, on TV, etc. And then they had the Not My President match where tens of thousands of people living in D.C. protested and dropped all their signs at the Trump Hotel. Okay? And this is going to be the jury pool? That's well, crazy. yeah, that, that is the reason why the case was brought in Washington, D.C., specifically for the grand jury and the jury pool. That's why this had to happen in D.C., because uh, they're afraid of it happening in Florida. They're afraid of it happening in Texas, they'd be afraid of it happening in a state where you would have a fair jury of your peers. Uh, and I attended not only that that inauguration event, but the next day was the Angry Women's March. I don't know if you remember that. So we not only had the the burning of the limousine that happened on the inauguration day, we had the people trying to disrupt the parade. But the very next day, The women's groups who were upset that this was supposed to be Hillary's inauguration, they held one of the biggest, angriest things I've ever attended in that rally. That's the one where Madonna 
told the people she fantasized about burning down the White House. And so many people were there angry, angry. I, I should post some of the videos from that because I have several, several pieces of video and several pictures showing. And this happened because, remember, if you go back to the summer of 2016 and you go back to the conventions and the nomination of Hillary Rodham Clinton and then the nomination of uh, Donald Trump, or I think Trump's happened the week before, Cleveland, then Philadelphia, then we had the campaign. And uh, yeah. the, the election happened. Well, I, I, I'm remembering it. And I think all of these people had planned to be in D.C. for Hillary's inauguration. And they all, they all booked their vacations and their plane trips. And when it turned out that Donald Trump had won, suddenly there was a, a groundswell of anger saying, well, we're going to have a women's march. And they did. And boy, was it angry. I have I have some pictures I can't talk about in polite company because women dressed in the most ridiculous costumes and there were giant phalluses that they were carrying around like this is how you protest. This is how you have a dialogue with people you don't agree with. It was insane. It was absolutely insane. But thank you for remembering that, uh, Mike. I appreciate you being there. Um, I want to check in with this caller as well. John is in Florida. Uh, John, you're a lawyer who worked on some January 6th cases. What do you want to share with us? Yeah, well, let, let me start with the, the lead first. I sadly come to the conclusion that uh, the Department of Justice is the obstruction of justice. And that's a pretty strong thing to say. And I say it with great sadness coming to that mm. conclusion. But these indictments are obstruction of justice by the Department of Justice to protect Biden and Obama. I mean, you just can't escape it anymore. But yes, I worked for I worked worked to the defense attorney for Zachary Real, one of the Proud Boys, and Kelly Meggs, one of the Oath Keepers, and being really deep, and I really expected a stronger indictment um, or an attempt. I think it's pathetic, and I don't think well, it, 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 like you said, in any other state, it would be thrown out. Uh, but we've seen some surveys where it isn't just at the D.C. Uh, jury has made up its mind, but they just they, they completely did not follow in, in a test trial the jur- the judge's instructions. They uh, they clearly just don't care what the law is. They just want to um, indict. But <clears throat> but I, I it, it looks to me like Jack Smith rushed out an incomplete um, indictment just to get Devin Archer off off the news headlines. And to me, that's obstructing. Jack Smith is guilty of obstruction of justice to protect Joe Biden and, as Don Benino says, really Obama. Well, yeah, I agree with you on the uh, the rushing. And there are a couple of different reasons. I'm going to play a clip that lays out the timeline of not just this indictment, but the two previous indictments that shows a connection to events that appear to be needing to get pushed off the front page uh, but that's coming up in just a little bit. I need to ask you, John, uh, in, in the representing of any of the people that you dealt with on January 6th cases, did you deal with this drudge or with this judge that's been appointed to handle uh, this case? Um, we've, I've, we, we, we talked to each other. And so many of the lawyers on there have dealt with her. And on this topic, she is there. I, I don't want to say anything nasty. But she's very unpersuadable. 
Um, she has made up her mind, and and she's like one of the worst on on the January sixth cases. Which that that in itself is uh, should be uh, disqualifying if a judge walks into a a case into a trial and is predisposed to automatically finding one way or another. Shouldn't that be an argument to be made to say uh, you need to recuse yourself? Yes, but remember, we keep making all these arguments, and they keep getting shot down. It's like it's not that the lawyers aren't trying; it's that the judges just won't listen. But um, but they have said, first of all, this is a strange case because it would normally just be one case; it would be done and it would be over. This is like one giant case broken up into lots of little pieces. So the judges say something horribly biased in one case, and then sit on the next case. It's the same thing. And so they have they have said things that proclaim their bias um, openly. And and yet they refuse to uh, be self-aware, I guess you'd say. Well, uh, it it also makes uh, your statement earlier that you you feel saddened by what's happened to the Department of Justice. This kind of ties directly into that. The court system now is also reflecting a bias that we have. And, and in the DOJ's case, it's not about having a, a predisposed opinion. It's about not pursuing what you normally would pursue as you should be chasing all of this evidence, all this smoke on all these other cases. No, you're, you're focusing your assets. And yesterday, I think it was Merrick Garland said, this is the biggest case ever. This has required the most assets. So he's, he's rationalizing, not putting manpower on anything else because he thinks this is so vital. And I maintain the DOJ is big enough to cover a lot of investigations that need to happen. Well, John, and, uh, and go, one go last ahead. Thing, why are they saying anything at all? They should just zip their lips. You know, the fact that they're out there saying these things is, is, is a problem. But anyway, I'll let you go. Thank you so much. Thank you, sir. Appreciate the uh, very sober analysis here. Um, I'm going to take one more call here. Al is in Quantico, Virginia. Al, welcome to the Chris Plant Show. I I want to talk about Jack Smith and that the uh, blue people, the Trump people, should go on the offense with Jack Smith and investigate him over the last 10 years and everything he's done that has caused his, uh, his cases to fail and then bring that up and have him disbarred. Well, um, that's a that's a really good point. We've been hearing a lot. I suspect we're going to see a breakdown, a deep dive on Jack Smith's background. He has a reputation for being sloppy, but he also has a reputation for not caring what anyone else thinks. And maybe he gets the mission statement sent to him, the objective sent to him. It's it's the old Soviet Union. Show me the man and I'll find the crime. Jack Smith apparently has uh, subscribed to that thinking. And here we are, third indictment, possible fourth on the way, an arraignment happening tomorrow. It is maddening. At, at the minimum, it's maddening. Uh, thank you for being there, Al. Uh, it's Michael Pelka in for Chris Plant. We have so much more to get to. And as I said, the timeline of all of these, all of these indictments, it seems to be curiously connected to other things that should be focusing the DOJ elsewhere. But you knew that, didn't you? As I said, it's the Chris Plant Show. My name is Mike Opelka. There's only one Chris Plant. The Chris Plant Show.
is the Chris Plant Show. Mike Opelka in for my friend Chris Plant this week. Yeah, we are going to continue covering the latest, some of the nuances on this uh, third indictment. There's other stuff going on out there. There are other stories that we need to make sure we pay attention to and uh, things that relate to your life, my life, the economy, which is kind of important. Plus, I haven't been doing a lot of woke stories, and I know the Real Housewives of uh, WMAL, one of the flagship, the flagship affiliate of the Chris Plant Show, has has been uh, posting some great woke stories. And it's kind of like I I believe, I believe we may have turned a corner on woke. I think we may have now achieved critical mass in in things like momentum against the woke. For example, Jason Aldean hit number one on the on the charts, on the music charts, not the country charts, on the music charts. And for the first time in, in the history of forever, country stars are dominating the charts. The pushback against the woke and the people who would have you change your personal culture and and uh, they want us to adopt theirs no thank you that's now that's now showing a great great success um bud light says they will never recover they don't think they will ever recover from the loss after the foolish decision to make uh, a man who pretends to be a teenage girl the spokesperson, Dylan Mulvaney, of course, I'm speaking about. And a, a coffee giant in the UK, one of the biggest coffee companies in the UK, is facing a boycott because they put out a, a special brand of coffee that celebrates women removing their breasts so they can pretend to be men. It is uh, insane. And they say they did it, you know, just to help out with the inclusivity. You don't get to be uh, high on the inclusivity chart when you are promoting mutilation of women. There's also a brand new, uh, and it's really brand new, a brand new class of lawyers developing. And when you see lawyers jumping on the bandwagon because there's money there, you know there's momentum there. What are they suing over? Transition surgeries. Trust me, we may have gained the upper hand in the battle to get rid of wokeness. We'll talk about it more just around the corner. Mike Opelka in for Chris Plant on The Chris Plant Show. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was the three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.